Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone-in beef short ribs, sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb. Grab an olive boule bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Tom, and I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight, we'll be visiting the beautiful Italian city of Venice, a story written by Jessica Doan and narrated by Alexa. We'll join two young people, Rose and Luca, as they go on a special first date. Now, if you're enjoying the show and you feel like you're getting a lot of value from it in terms of good rest and better health, we'd absolutely love for you to try Get Sleepy Premium. It's the very best way to listen to the show. As a premium supporter, you'll have access to our ever-growing library of nearly 500 full-length episodes, all completely ad-free. And every Thursday, you'll get a brand new exclusive bonus episode in your podcast feed. Tomorrow, I'll be reading a relaxing story in which we'll swim in clear ocean waters alongside one of nature's most majestic animals, the manta ray. To hear that and everything else on our premium feed, go to getsleepy.com support. You'll have a seven-day free trial when you first sign up. That's getsleepy.com support. Or simply follow the link in the show notes. Thanks, everyone. Now, it's nearly time for our story. But first... Make sure you're nice and comfortable in bed. Take a few deep breaths to help you feel more present and grounded. There might be a lot of tension in your body and noise in your mind carried over from the day. We're going to use a visualization exercise 
to quite literally help us unwind and release all of those energies. I'd like you to imagine a big ball of yarn. Right now, you're holding it in your hand. It's all bunched together in a twisting, intertwining sphere of material. And it feels quite heavy when it's bundled up like this. This ball of yarn is much like your active mind, winding round in lots of directions, trapped in its spherical shape. So, simply place the yarn on the floor. Find the tip at the end of the material, and press one finger down on its end. Then, gently push the ball away from you. Watch as the strand unravels, gradually moving further away, shrinking in size, changing shape, completely unwinding. In just the same way, you can let any pressure or any noise in the mind unwind and disperse. All that bundled tension rolls out until the yarn is completely loose. No more twists and turns, just a long, lightweight strand replacing the heavy cluster of the yarn's previous form. Now that you're feeling calm and settled, we can begin tonight's story. Let's travel to Venice and meet Rose, a young woman who's visiting the city for the first time. Rose is in her hostel room in Venice, getting ready to go out. As her friend Alice helps her to make the finishing touches to her hair, Rose is lost in her thoughts. She relives a moment from earlier that day. That morning, while walking through a street market, Rose literally stumbled into the arms of a stranger. 
one moment, she was tripping over something. And the next, she found herself being caught by a handsome man. The young man had dark hair and sparkling emerald green eyes. He introduced himself as Luca. And in that moment, it was as if everything and everyone else on the street had faded away. It was like a scene from a movie. Rose had expected that after helping her, Luca would walk away. So when he lingered and asked her for a date right on the spot, she was thrilled. Rose even surprised herself. Not only did she immediately say yes, but she also suggested that they go out that very evening. Luca grinned and asked for her number. And that was that. They were going on a date in the most romantic and magical of cities. Ever since she can remember, Rose has dreamt of having adventures in this fairy tale place and discovering the pleasures of La Bella Vita or the beautiful life. She remembers seeing pictures of Venice for the first time when she was little and how enthralled she was. Just looking at pictures of the city, Rose fell under its spell. When she saw photos of the Grand Canal and the Gothic architecture, she thought that Venice seemed to be more magical than it was real. And she promised herself that one day she would go there to glide through the waters of the canals and experience the sights, sounds, and smells of the timeless city. To see for herself all of the beautiful stone palaces set within the ancient network of waterways Even from across the globe, she could feel the dreamy allure of Venice, with its undercurrent of mystery and romance. It's a pull that has never faded, but only grown stronger with time. And now Rose is here in Venice, and going on a date. It's like something from a dream. She's almost overcome by the wonder of it all. It certainly helps that she has such unwavering support from her best friend Alice. 
As soon as Rose returned from the market and told her what had happened, Alice began to help her get ready for the date. Now, it's early evening and the friends are together in their hostel room. Rose laughs as she watches Alice fuss over the clothes she brought. They discuss what Rose should wear, how much makeup to put on, what to do with her hair, and what shoes to pick. They cover all the bases. As Rose gets ready, she asks Alice if she should push the date farther back into the week. That way, the two friends can settle in first and spend time together. Alice shakes her head as she hands Rose a pair of gold sandals. She declares that Rose and Luca were clearly meant to meet. Fate has brought them together. And anyway, Alice wouldn't want to get in the way of her best friend's happiness and true romance. Plus, she admits with a smile, she really is quite jet-lagged. She might just curl up with a book or fall asleep. Alice flops onto the bed and Rose can see just how tired she is. So it's settled. Alice will stay at the hostel and rest while Rose goes out. She texts Luca, confirming their date and he immediately responds, telling her that he's on his way. The plan is for him to show up at their hostel at 7 o'clock, and in his words, take her out for a night to remember. Rose hugs Alice, thanking her for the help. She looks at her reflection in the mirror, admiring the way Alice has done her hair. Rose is wearing a simple teal silk dress, which perfectly accents her blonde hair and brown eyes. She has never felt so pretty, like a princess about to embark on an adventure in a magical realm. Rose almost hadn't packed the dress, but now she is so glad she did. It's perfect for the occasion. Simple, but elegant. For the shoes... Alice had first suggested the strappy black heels. But then they both remembered that Rose would be walking everywhere. 
Venice is a city meant to be explored on foot. Rose wants to get lost in winding streets and cross canals without having to think about anything else. So comfortable shoes are a must. Glancing at the clock, Rose heads for the door. She grabs her purse on the way out and waves at Alice and tells her to enjoy herself. Alice is looking forward to hearing all about it when Rose gets back. With that, Rose steps out into the hall, closes the door behind her, and descends the stairs. Hopefully, Luca will be waiting for her in the street by the hostel entrance. As Rose passes through the reception, she sees the hostel owner and waves. His warm smile is infectious, causing her to smile in return. Everyone she has met so far has been smiling and cheerful. But she thinks that if she were lucky enough to live here, she would be too. Exiting the hostel, Rose feels as though she's stepping back in time and entering another world. There are no cars in the street, only pedestrians who walk past shuttered market stalls. The hostel is situated near the historic Rialto Market, located on the western side of the Grand Canal. It's one of the liveliest areas in all of the city. The market has been in operation for centuries. It consists of two main sections one with fish, and another with fresh fruit and vegetables. In the morning, the market is alive with the bustle of daily life. There are locals selling or buying food all along the street. At this time of day, the stalls are closed and there are fewer people around. So it doesn't take Rose long to spot him. Standing there with a bouquet of red and pink roses is Luca. He looks very dapper, she thinks, feeling happy and excited. As they greet each other, Luca hands her the gorgeous bouquet of flowers. Rose brings them close to her face to breathe in the intoxicating floral aroma. Then, Luca and Rose look at each other and start talking at the same time, their nerves getting the best of them. 
Rose laughs as she admires the bouquet and thanks him profusely. Luca tells her that the selection was easy, especially with such a beautiful name. A name as beautiful as she is. Then, ever the gentleman, Luca extends his arm for her to take. And together, they start walking down the street. As they walk, Luca begins to tell her about the city. Rose thinks that she could listen to his lilting voice all day. It is music to her ears. Venice, he says, is located in a crescent-shaped lagoon. The city is built on over a hundred small islands, which are linked by around 400 bridges. There are no roads, he explains. Instead, there are about 150 canals that connect to the Grand Canal, forming a compact urban network. Seen from above, the Grand Canal curves in the shape of an S. It's a ribbon of deep blue running through the heart of the city, contrasting beautifully with the red tile roofs. Venice may well be the one city on earth where most of the transportation is on the water. The special thing about the canals, says Luca, and especially the Grand Canal, is that they are all lined with Gothic and Renaissance palaces. And it seems like every one of those palaces, as well as every dome and bell tower in the city, is decorated with frescoes and ornate marble. With its network of canals and magnificent architecture, Venice is truly unique. And tonight, says Luca, with a flourish of his hand, they will be getting to know the city on a deeper level. Rose smiles and says that he makes quite an impressive tour guide. His love for his city is undeniable, and it only makes her that much more excited to explore it. As they stroll onwards, arm in arm, Luca tells her that Venice is most definitely a walking city, and a romantic one too, especially when riding a gondola. Luca explains that the elegant boat is one of the symbols of Venice. Its sleek, elegant shape and characteristic black paintwork 
are recognized all over the world. Rose nods as she has poured over many pictures of these beautiful boats. Nothing beats a ride through the canals at twilight with the gondolier singing, says Luca. Rose asks if he would like to go on a gondola after dinner. With a wink, Luca says that he'd already planned on it. After all, it just wouldn't be right to visit Venice without experiencing a gondola ride. As they walk along the narrow back street with the delicious smells of Italian food wafting through the air, the sun begins to set. The sky is a deep, vibrant, fuchsia pink. Along the way, Luca points out the churches, each of them lined with priceless marbles. There are also elegant merchant houses, rising three to four stories high. Maritime commerce was the foundation of the Venetian trade market. This was how the city became wealthy. Rose gazes intently at the buildings while Luca talks. She marvels at the stack-like arrangement and sheer scale of even the most humble buildings. Rose isn't sure exactly where in Venice they are. There are so many sites and important historical places that it is a bit overwhelming. She knows that her hostel is in the Rialto market area, but that is about it. Then she spots a massive structure ahead. It towers so high into the air with three walkways and twinkling lights. She realizes that she is looking at a bridge and not just any bridge. Rose turns to Luca, who smiles. This is the incredible Ponte di Rialto, one of the most famous bridges in the entire world. Rose stares open-mouthed at the structure. The sight takes her breath away. It is that magnificent. Luca explains the history of the Rialto Bridge. Originally, it was made of wood. The stone bridge was designed in the 16th century by Antonio da Ponte, a name which aptly means Anthony of the Bridge. Famous architects like Michelangelo were also considered for the design of the new bridge 
But in the end, it was Da Ponte, a local architect, who won the contest to build the Rialto. Rose is mesmerized as they approach the bridge. They ascend the steps up to the center of the immense structure and walk over to the balustrade. Rose stops and grips the railing. She stares in awe, looking out across the wide expanse of the Grand Canal. This is the view from nearly every postcard of Venice. Rose imagined it would be among the most iconic vistas that the city has to offer. But now, she is certain. The waterway, which is lined on both sides by brightly colored palazzi, with red-tiled roofs, is full of boats and barges. Luca points out the gondolas, which traverse the clear blue-green waters. The vessel that is larger than all the others, he tells her, is the Vaporetto, Venice's water bus. The name means little steamer. It's a reference to the old steam-powered boats back in the day. In a city where canals are roads, it makes sense to have these kinds of transportation, thinks Rose. They watch as the Vaporetto idols by the water's edge. A couple accepts the offered hand from a fellow passenger on the water bus and climbs aboard, the boat rocking gently in the water. It then resumes its course as it joins the traffic of the canal. It is obvious that the Grand Canal is the center of activity here. Looking down, Rose and Luca even catch sight of gondoliers, singing to their passengers as they pass under the enormous bridge. Rose props her arms up on the rail as she gazes out across the water. Luca joins her, and in companionable silence, they watch the wonder below, the stream of boats and barges traveling up and down the canal. Venice is nicknamed La Serenissima, meaning the most serene. It more than lives up to the title, thinks Rose. There is laughter in the air, and people from all walks of life 
are just as happy as Rose to be here. Adding to the beauty of the evening is the dazzling sunset, the pale velvet streaks across the sky are an extraordinary sight. Rose slips her phone out and takes a picture before turning to Luca and snapping one of him. Then Luca politely asks the person next to them to take their photo and to make sure that the glorious backdrop of the canal is behind them. The kind stranger complies as Luca casually slips his arm over Rose's shoulder. Their cheesy smiles cause the man to chuckle, commenting that they make quite the handsome couple. The gracious man gives the phone back to Luca before continuing on his way. Luca winks at Rose as he takes one last picture of her against the fading sun, declaring it to be the best one yet. Rose puts her phone back in her pocket as they watch the last rays of light leave the sky. It is truly the most beautiful scene that she has ever witnessed. Romance is all around her, everywhere she looks. The setting only becomes that much more romantic as the lights from the windows above the canal begin to sparkle. Gradually, Spectral mists waft up from the inky depths of the water, shrouding the spectacular buildings that line the waterway. Rose tells Luca that she could stand here forever and never tire of this view. And she isn't sure that any of the city's other attractions can beat this one. Luca says he doesn't blame her. After all, he believes that the Grand Canal is the true heart of Venice. The two finally step away from the railing. Arm in arm, they walk down the stairs, stepping off the bridge and back onto the street. Soon, the clear night sky is filled with twinkling stars. Luca leads them to a quaint restaurant at the corner of the street, overlooking the water. He has already reserved the table in the back, the one with the best view. They sit down as a waiter approaches. He greets them with a cheerful, Buonasera, 
and hands them both a menu. As he walks away, leaving them to make their selections, Luca whispers to Rose that this restaurant is particularly good, unlike the tourist traps. It's a good thing she's eating with the local then, Rose says with a laugh. As they pour over their menus, Rose asks Luca what he recommends. He considers the options before them, scanning the pages. Finally, he looks back up at Rose and declares that the frito misto, or fried fish, is the best starter dish. And for the most delicious main course, he suggests the rizie bizi, the rice and peas dish, similar to risotto. As the portion sizes at this restaurant are quite impressive, they decide to share the food. Rose and Luca return the menus to the waiter, who quickly jots down their choices. It's a beautiful evening, thinks Rose, as the cool breeze ruffles her hair. The briny smell of the canal and the distant sounds of voices and laughter are the backdrop to a relaxing dinner. The two enjoy their food. Each bite, Rose declares, is better than the last. She feels so relaxed and at ease with Luca. And as the night progresses, they slip into a natural rhythm of banter and good conversation. They are having so much fun that time seems to fly by. The waiter returns to let them know that it's nearly closing time. Luca takes care of the check. And then, sensing Rose's disappointment at the evening's festivities coming to an end, he takes her hand. Smiling, he tells her that here in the city of canals and lights, the night is just getting started. This is the best time for a gondola ride. Rose is delighted to realize that their time together isn't over and that another adventure awaits. They walk out of the restaurant and amble along the side of the canal. Rose is thrilled when she spots a sleek black vessel waiting for them. This promises to be the perfect end to a perfect first date in the city of romance. 
As they step into the boat, Rose notices the relaxing sound of the water lapping against the stone wall. Then, as the gondola begins to glide down the canal, the gondolier sings a lovely melody, just as Luca promised. The experience is so serene, so calming, that a blanket of peace washes over Rose. She looks at Luca and smiles, thanking him for the most romantic Venetian adventure. As the gondola takes them away into the night.